The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will and for today I'm joined by my good pal and co-host, David Hodgson. How are you doing, Hodge? Hello, pal. I'm well. Are you? You well? Wow. I could be better. I could be on my honeymoon in Bali like Grey is. A little <laughs> fucking dickhead. <laughs> Rubbing it in. <laughs> uh, just a little bit, yeah. So you've just got the two of us today, I'm afraid. It's Will and Hodge taking on the world. Because as we say, Grey is currently celebrating his marriage to the lovely Steph in Bali. So Grey, if you're listening, which you never do, <laughs> uh, hope you're enjoying it, mate. Hope you're enjoying it. But anyway, enough about that. Enough airtime for Grey, as we usually say. Uh, Hodgie, what's your favourite cocktail? Uh, good one. Thank um, you. Um, I like, I'm partial to a Manhattan. Like I do like a good Manhattan. Right. So is that, is that what you're going for? I'm going to lock in Manhattan. Going to lock Chris. in Manhattan. No problem. You <laughs> are a millionaire now. Uh, well done. What do you reckon Grey's would be? Well, he lives an old fashioned, doesn't he? But then he'll probably think that's what it is. He'll probably go, well, no, actually, I think it'll be a old fashioned. Though he likes whiskey. But he likes the frilly ones as well, so he's probably likes partial to his pina colada. Is that really a cocktail? I don't think a dark and stormy is a cocktail. It's just, what, rum, ginger beer, and a bit of lime juice. Three ingredients needed to be a cocktail. That's the rule. Ah, actually, good point. Ah, you did say this. Thanks for asking, Hodge. Uh, you know what mine is already. I think anyone that knows me well enough knows that my favourite is a whiskey sour. Mm. Oh, have some of that. But it's got to be made right. One? What was that other one that we had um, that was like the urban whiskey? That, um, Nick oh, made yeah. that was his own creation though it's called like a craig something isn't it <laughs> yeah that's because we called it a craig yeah um, that was it so yeah Cunny and i go to this bar in bermondsey and we'd gone in for a long time and we always had the same bartender and we just sat there and you know when you make up stories for people and you make up names we were so certain by the end of the night and after six cocktails that his name was craig uh <laughs> He's called Nick. Uh, so in celebration of finding out his name, he created a cocktail. He was waiting. Well, he already had created a cocktail, but he didn't have a name for it. So it felt only right that we should call it Craig. So yeah, I had a few Craigs when you were last down in London for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't feel too good the next morning, but there we go. We persevere. Anyway, it's enough of our shit drivelly chat-like. Um, <laughs> we're back. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. We've been 
Uh, what, what we've been doing, Hodge? Not very much, just not recording. Yeah, busy um, with work. Work like busy with work. That's what we usually shit. say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> busy with work, celebrating Grey's wedding, up and down, back from Newcastle to London all the bloody time. It's just been a bit mad, really. But it seems that every time we stop recording, we're quite good at football. So I'll say again, we don't really want to curse that. So what just now go on a, on a shit run of form now that we're, we're back and recording. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. I mean, what a great result to be picking up on or great couple of results to be picking up on actually. So at the time of recording, it's the, the 9th of October. We currently sit fifth, fucking fifth in the league. We've both got nosebleeds currently. We're recording straight on the back of a, a magnificent 5-1 win at home to Brentford yesterday. I mean, Hodge, I know you've you've been watching all the highlights. You've been speaking to people. What can you say, first of all, about the 5-1 thrashing of Brentford? Do not adjust your, plat- uh, your podcast and platform. Newcastle have scored nine goals in two games. <laughs> Five oh, goals and four goals. Just ridiculous to think about. Uh, well, I always go back to saying like over oh, the last fourteen years, blah blah blah. But like honestly, like to to do this in such a small space of time just shows you how much how much graft the lads are putting in. And Eddie has unreal, isn't it? Oh, it's just a great feeling. Like it, it just seemed like the, the stadium was alive by yeah. all all accounts because obviously it wasn't there. But everyone was just saying like whoever I've spoke to who went were just like it was it was it felt great. Even when we'll get onto the kind of thing, but when they kind of like went when one up, but VAR uh, overturned it. Like even even to go one 0 down, everyone was still like, "Yeah, cool, we're fine." And then obviously mm. got overturned. So they had to have that luxury of the fans having belief in the team is is something special. Like, I uh, they were saying, even the feeling like around the city, so restaurants, bars, pubs, and everything, it's just absolutely buzzing afterwards, which mm. it always is. Take all this shit to heart, don't we? We live and breathe for the football team, so it really mm. has a big impact on the city as a whole. Mm. I mean, Hodgie's touched on it there, but prior to, I mean, we seem to love playing West London teams at the minute. Last week, we, we thumbed Fulham 4-1 incredibly convincingly. This week, Brentford 5-1. Hodgie, is this the return of the entertainers? Hopefully. A couple more names to come in January, hopefully, and then I think we can definitely push on if we're I mean, we'll we'll probably get to a point where we're doing our own little shopping list. But if we can if we can get some more, even more exciting players in um, to add to what we we'll have, then hundred percent the entertainers can be back. I could I could definitely see that headline popping its head again. <laughs> Got big big question for you now, Hodge, and be keen mm. to hear the listeners' thoughts at home as well. Mm. But as the squad currently stands, or maybe current squad with a couple of additions, do you think the current squad? is as good as the Entertainers squad from Keegan's era. Hard to say though, isn't it? Because the football's changed a lot since then. It they, has. They needed different hats for different occasions back then. And it was it was mainly but mainly through a strong kind of kind of headspace for the players being absolute fucking meatheads at some times. Whereas I don't think mm. that really works nowadays. Like it's a lot more intelligent football. But I would say some players in this team would I would put I would put them already up up as high as what the entertainers were. So like like Grimara's, I think. Oh hell yeah! If you were going to make a a best eleven or a best, I was squad, just going to say, yeah, you've he, oh, you've taken the words out of my there. mouth there. <laughs> he would fit in there. I think he would be one of your first picks, alongside obviously Shearer and probably given and a couple of the names. But like he would be one you would slot straight in. What about you? Should we do that? Should we do a combined uh, combined eleven? The entertainers from back in the nineties and then current squad. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, are we going to do it now or on the next? 
Pardon. No, no, do it. Next one's probably deserves its own one, doesn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I would say so. Some yeah. some positions are a bit easier. I mean, as much as I love Warren Barton, Kieran Trippier takes it all day, doesn't he? But then you've oh. got like the talent of like Philippe Albert versus yeah. Fabian Cher. You've got like for Callum Wilson versus Les Ferdinand. You've got David Ginola versus ASM. I mean. That'd be a tasty one. I would definitely do that. Definitely we'll do give that Grace some homework while he's on his um, <laughs> while he's on his honeymoon. <laughs> he Get wouldn't do that, would he? <laughs> Absolutely, would not do that, would he? But anyway, yes. Back to back to the game yesterday. I mean, you've talked about Bruno. Bruno's a great place to start because I think I already know the name of this episode. It's going to be brilliant. Bruno batters Brentford. And <laughs> he was uh, he was absolutely all over the place in a good way yesterday. He completely dominated the game. I was reading his stats after the game. Unbelievable impact he has on this team. And mm. us with Bruno are completely different to us without Bruno. You've got your mercurial talents like ASM and, you know, Isaac up front and Wilson, but we're a completely different team without Bruno. He just dictates everything and everything goes through him. Mm. I mean, the first goal, so obviously, as you said, Brentford had a goal after 10 minutes disallowed for offside. Could have been a very, very different game. We'll come on to that. But we then have a, I think it was a it was a free kick or a corner. A corner. Sure. It was a bit of a it training was, ground move, wasn't it? It was. It was a great training ground move. And it was great to hear Eddie Howe after the match give credit to Jason Tindall because it sounds like him... And a few of the other coaches run those training ground moves. But mm. yeah, ball comes back, trips, whips it in. Then Bruno, weirdly, at the back stick for the header to head it and made it 1-0. Apparently, before he joined Newcastle, Bruno hadn't scored a headed goal ever. <laughs> now he's got two for us, yeah. So he's given Eddie Howe all the credit for, for working on his heading game. But yeah, yeah fantastic. That's, that's his first goal. Then all the commentators talked about a comedy of errors from Brentford. So David Rea, their goalkeeper, I think passed it straight to Wilson, who puts it in the middle for Jacob Murphy. You had Ethan Pinnock, um, who tried to pass it back to Rea, but didn't have enough on it. So Miggy pops in for his fourth goal of the season, which is unreal. Mm. Um, you got you know the, the own goal from Joe Linton's cross. What a great impact he had. But yes, quite a lot happening in one game. But do you think it's unfair to say, or unfair of the the commentators to talk so much about the comedy of errors do you think they should be talking more about how brilliant we were or where's your head at i think i think they're probably right to highlight it but at the same time like they came from from pressure from us like say bruno's second goal where basically i think it's like two or three players are closing down onto their one oh, guy yeah, all you know, over him. they force him to to make a mistake nick it and he just moves on and then scores from it and takes that opportunity so th- there's two sides to the tail there because they could have just got squeezed out or whatever and these things like there might be a, bob- a bobble and there might be a, a, a missed finish or something like that but I think to like I say the right to probably say yeah Brentford probably weren't weren't on the ball but we capitalised on the mistakes that they made um, mm-hmm. and it was probably okay and for force some of the mistakes as well yeah force them in like that, that one where Miggy um, he pushes onto that defender who he just thinks Pressure, oh I need to get it? rid of it quick and miss, kicks it and then calmly rounds the keeper he could have tried to poke it straight away and poke it straight into the keeper but he, he used his head a bit more and, and thought about it touch on Miggy uh, like, he's just been class though isn't he like recently I can't believe he's got four goals in nine games in the league this season I mean Grealish, are you willing, willing to have a wager on this I reckon if Miggy gets 10 goals this season you get a Newcastle shirt with Almiron on the back or Miggy, <laughs> or Mig- Miggy on the back uh, who's paying for it? Uh, we'll do a GoFundMe. <laughs> we'll do, yeah, um, yeah, we'll do a GoFundMe. We'll do a Patreon. Yeah, or, fuck it, go on. If if yeah, um, if Miggy gets ten goals this season, I'll definitely get a shirt with his name on the back. Look, right, I'll, I'll address this point. If you've been listening to the podcast all along, you will know <laughs> my thoughts on Miggy. But 
the only reason that I was getting on top of him is because there was no result, but he didn't have a catalyst um, like Eddie Howe to help him get to this point. Like He's obviously high on confidence. Eddie Howe and his coaching staff have done wonders on him because under Bruce, he had he had nothing. There was no tactical nous for him. There was no obviously good effort or like good kind of training for him to take on board. And now it just, shows, yeah. it just shows how good it has been. Like I'll, I'll honestly go on about it all the time now, but excited to see Miggy on the team sheet at the minute. And that's not ever been anything I've ever seen before. Are you feeling all right? That's mad. <laughs> Let's hope it continues. Let's hope it continues because mm. he's, he's been fantastic. Uh, I, never, just, I never said he didn't have any like effort or anything like that. It was just his oh, final. No, you've always product. backed his effort, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I just it's, wish he yeah. had a right foot as well. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that's the next move, Eddie. If it's he can sort his right foot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, great. I mean, just a great game overall. I mean, great to watch. As I say, like everyone did their job. I think we're a little bit unfortunate with Dan Byrne giving away a penalty. It's not much you can do about that. Uh, the handball, the letter of the law, isn't it? Like, and mm-hmm. Ivan Tony's very rarely misses from the spot. I will say I one think, thing though. Yeah, go on. In, in our kind of recent games, I do feel a little bit for Nick Pope. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Not having a clean sheet after yeah. was playing so well, like against Fulham and against Brentford, like you must be thinking, like, what can I do? But obviously it's just having a penalty and then a, and a, and a half a half decent chance taken by Fulham the other week. I just think, ah, oh, it's like, it's confidence after not playing great in an England team and being a losing side there to then be like, oh, get in with just one four mm. or one. Oh, we just won five or one. Like it must, it must be hard for him to pick it up, but I'm sure you'll still bounce back. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, actually. He hasn't actually had much to do in the last couple of games. As you say, the, I think the one last week would have been a lot more frustrating because that's just come at the end of the game and it's yeah. a bit of a lack of concentration. Maybe you can put it down to, I think, again, just super unfortunate to give away the handball yesterday for the Peno. would have been great if he'd saved it, but there you go. It's always, you don't mind conceding one when you've scored five, do you? It's the Italian way or the Spanish way. <laughs> score more goals than the other team, you dafties. Um, <laughs> anyone else really want to highlight? I mean, Joe Willock, I feel, has been fantastic over the last mm-hmm. couple of games, but because there have been other stars like Bruno and you know, like the other players like Miggy was against Fulham, he goes into the background a little bit. Mm. He's been absolutely dominant in midfield at the minute. Fantastic. He'd be one of the first names on the team sheet. I just wish he had a little more end product or he had a few more goals to his name. And I mm. think that's maybe because I've got high expectations for him after his first, you know, his loan spell. Yeah, when he had he like a total bagsman. Some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wish he had more goals, but it depends on, on the system we're playing and the position we're playing him in. Sean Longstaff as well, I think, has been been pretty yeah. good. I mean, Joe Linton's coming back into the team now from injury, so Sean's days are probably numbered. But what have your thoughts been around the two young English lads, so Longstaff and Willock? 
Yeah, Longstaff I think deserves a bit of a, a bit of credit. Blagged the goal the other week as well, and has has been putting in good performances. And then obviously same with Willock. Like like you say, it'd be good to see him on the team and the score sheet a bit more. But as long as we're scoring goals in other areas, it doesn't need to depend on him. And if he can chip in every now and again, he might just be, get that game winner later down the line. So I mean, I can't can't really fault them too much at the minute because mm. like other people are doing are getting the goals. So as long as we don't end up struggling against the, the next kind of fixtures coming up, then I'd be pretty happy with how how they've been doing so far. Yeah, I think Longstaff's problem for a long time was I felt like he had just quite a bit of lack of concentration. Um, mm. I, it seems like he's really, well, for me, I don't know if you know other people might have other opinions, but he's addressed quite a lot of that. Mm. And he's now just a bit more on the ball. But I am looking forward, actually, to to John Joe coming back to give us a totally different dynamic because I think we can then play so many different systems. He's total quarterback, as was said before. Mm. But will he struggle to get into the team? Probably, based on the last few performances. But it's a good problem to have, isn't it? John Joe Shelby fighting for his way back into the team. Don't we have um, a cup fixture coming up against Palace? So it's probably good to to put in there so we don't actually have to as 9th of November I think it is even if he doesn't get a start before then it could be good to have and utilise him and people like Chris Wood uh, in the cup so we don't we're not playing our best players for the league so they don't get injured mm. like what we've seen before with Gamara as well yeah, yeah. and the ASM out as well. So you can sp- yeah, you can spread the load a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Oh God. Well, I'm just looking at the league table. Literally, we opened the open the podcast saying we're fifth. Man United have scored another goal, so we're down to sixth. Lowly sixth. But even still, I mean, at the minute, we're, we're knocking on the door of European places. I mean, prospect of Newcastle United being back in Europe is just too much to uh too much to handle at the minute. I mean, three wins, five draws and one loss so far. We've scored mm. 17 goals. We're really, really up there now. Goal difference is great at the minute. It's very early days. I mean, what, we're a quarter of the way into the season. Do you think Europe is potentially on the horizon, Hodge, or would you not want to put your name to that yet? Well, if anyone listened to the uh, podcast that I went on, which is Send Him Off podcast, shout out to the lads there. I said, if we get into the top four and make Champions League football, I'll get their two faces tattooed on my arse. So okay. I have no <laughs> tattoos currently. I, I wouldn't be wanting their two faces on my arse. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, in the feel of the club and and how we're playing, like it's honestly not out of the realms that we're not saying Champions League, but could end up in Europa or get Europa like, what, League, yeah. of, that conference spot. Like that would be mm. that would be mental. Like imagine how many people would be vying for the away tickets in Europe. Not oh. not necessarily alone, just away days in in the Premier League. It'd be absolutely mental. Like and Gabby Ogbonne Hall says, we're not a big club. <laughs> oh, I, I, I stopped listening to what he said a long, long time ago. I mean, we've got us in sixth, Brighton in seventh, and Bournemouth somehow have shot right up the table to eighth. Can't mm. believe that, man. But I mean, right. So we are where we are now. We're sixth in the table, fifth place are our next opponents currently. Again, at the time of recording, so. Everton could turn it around, win the game, or or even bring it back to a draw. But our next opponents, we've got three games in the space of seven days, which seems absolutely ridiculous. But Man United up next, Hodge. Mm. Um, how we're, I mean, how we're feeling about that? Well, I think they've they've been a bit mixed bag, haven't they? There's obviously inconsistencies there, and if if we can have the right tactics and mentality for the game, points are definitely there for the taking, one hundred percent. Yeah, at Old Trafford, never typically a good place for us to go, though, is it? I mean, we've had the odd fixture here and there, but I'd back our chances maybe if we're at home, but does being at Old Trafford change the dynamic slightly? Mm, maybe is, but like I say, like anything, it's football, it's Premier League, anything, and honestly, anything can happen. And Kabai, I'll tell you that, scoring it, Manchester United and winning the game say. isn't impossible. 
Mm. I mean, by then, I mean, ASM's made his way back onto the bench. Looks like he's coming back to full fitness. We should have him at our disposal. Isaac, I think, is still a little way off coming back. But we're, we're pretty much without Isaac at, at full strength now. Mm. I mean, ASM, does he, based on performances of Jacob Murphy and Miggy, I mean, Miggy's going to be a starter. He's going to go on that right-hand side, but or left-hand side or whatever, um, whichever system he wants to play. But you take Murphy out for ASM, don't you, regardless of him getting a goal against Brentford? What Eddie Howe will do, because what, what we've seen in the past, he doesn't like to rush people back. Plus, he's going to sit all the players down and go, look, you're starting position at the minute over the next like week because we've got about what, three games. Mm. He's going to go, no one's going to have a starting position as such. Like There's going to be rotation. So don't expect to be starting all three of these games. There is going to be a one where I'm going to have to pull you out and get you some rest and then hopefully attack that next and final game if you play one and then the third and miss out the second, you know what I mean? So I think I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed to be left out. Obviously, Eddie will talk to them and, and use his kind of knowledge and nous about, about how, how things are going to work. And I think everyone just believes in what he, what he says and what he does at the minute. So there's not going to be necessarily any bad blood and negativity. So if you start, if ASM starts or if he doesn't, there's still going to be a direction for us to go into with a game plan and we will stick to it. So obviously Eddie's call to make. I think I would like to see ASM come in because he's dangerous and I think he can cause some of the Man U players some problems. But we'll just have to, I suppose, wait and see when, when Eddie decides and picks the team. Mm, trust in the process. I mean, it, it breeds good. competitiveness, doesn't it? It breeds that, that spirit of wanting to get back in the team and working really hard to do so. So 100%. I think he definitely takes the right approach to does war Eddie. Um, another one coming back. I mean, he got a, he was the, the root cause of the Brentford own goals. The fifth goal, Joe Linton making that run down the left-hand side, firing it in, Pinnock putting it in the back of his own net. Mm. Do we think Joe Linton now comes back in for Sean Longstaff, or do you think it's unfair to drop Sean based on what we were saying about five, ten minutes ago? He's been great, but I mean, like, yeah, he's he's been outshadowed by like players like Bruno and, and Miggy, and he's just been doing a very solid job, and I don't think... I think it's it's very easy to forget that it is the Premier League and he's doing a very solid job. They do a very, very solid job. You've got to perform very well, which sounds a bit counterproductive there, but I would probably say you see him stay just because how he's, how he's been playing. And then if you need a rotation, Joe Linton's there to, to give you even more effort in like the final mm. 30, 35 minutes if it's needed. I'd, I'd probably bring Joe back. I think he's a, weirdly, he's a quite a big game player, I think. We need that battling if we're going to go to Old Trafford. I think him versus K. Samiro, for example. Mm. I think my money's on my money's on Big Joe actually. But then, is it the right balance and is it the right dynamic? So you got Bruno Willock and Joe Linton. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably our best possible three in the middle of the park. I think you look at what's coming up though. Like obviously you got Man U. Yeah, okay. Like this is a this is a big game for us. This is to settle old blood and old scores. Then we come up against Everton again. Like we we like to we like to owe them for whatever has happened between us two in the past. So then you got Spurs. So it's big. It's three big old school Premier League games. How Eddie's gonna look at these and manage pick, that? Pick the people like that. That's a yeah. hard hard task. Like, do you go all out straight away and set a president and go here, man? You look with comfy. Make Everton and Spurs scared, or do you try and play it a bit easier and then just go attack Everton, who are in a lower league position than everyone else in that in that bit? So hard to hard to come across, really. True, difficult one. I'm going to push you for your score prediction now, though. So what we're saying for Newcastle versus Man United at Old Trafford on Sunday, the 16th of October. 1-0 to the tune. 1-0 to the tune. I like it. I like it. I think we're going to revert to our old ways and probably scrape a draw out of it. 
Mm. And I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. Desmond. I'm going to go for a Desmond eye. Fair. And if I was great, what would I say? Five in the tune. Something ridiculous. I hope you're listening, Gray. But yeah, let's let's see. Let's see how we get on. Was there anything else you wanted to catch up on? I mean, just such a great time to be a Toon fan at the minute. Hopefully we've got some exciting news in the pipeline. I don't want to say too much, but uh yeah, hopefully we're back with a bang now after our hiatus. Mm. And we're uh we're gonna be back and better than ever. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We we can only hope, like. Um <laughs> that quite a quick snappy one. That's the effect of not having Gray around. We can get around these things pretty quickly. Hopefully I can edit it in time. But if that's everything, Hodge, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, like. Yeah, man, I think I think that's everything. Like we say, some good stuff potentially coming up. Excited to see what, what brings what that future back brings on there. track. Hi, thanks very much for listening. So you can find us on, on Twitter at TOTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast. Uh, Hodgie, the Instagram, I believe, is TOTT underscore podcast. Correct. Nailed it. Um, you can find us on all major podcasts and platforms. So Spotify, Apple Podcast, Acast. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe, give us a follow, and also give us a five-star review. That would be excellent. But apart from that, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. See you later. Draw. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.